0: Hello, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, depending on when you are listening to this. It's another episode of the Game Alones podcast here with your host, Sam Norris. And today is the first in a two-parter. It's not a two-parter in the sense that I'm interviewing the same people or speaking to the same people. It's a two-parter in the sense that today is part one of Collaboration Week. Um, This week, the Game Alones podcast is collaborating with two other podcasts out there and the first of the two is with the amazing Property Jam podcast. I was so excited to start spreading the word about this um, because you know I I actually have a lot of time respect and I kind of look up to those guys because they have been doing this for a while. They produce some incredible podcasts, had some amazing guests um, and you know they were certainly part of my inspiration for starting this particular podcast. So today we all four of us then jumped on the, uh, the 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 zoom call together um, the fantastic four if you like, and we again we just chatted property. it was awesome. Um, we did talk a bit about chocolate, we talked a bit about cats we talked a bit about hair um, but we did get some property stuff in there too. So I really, really hope that you enjoy this episode. It will be going out on the Property Jam podcast too at the same time. So don't forget to go over and subscribe to the Property Jam podcast, as well as subscribing to the Game Alones podcast, if you haven't already, because theirs is awesome as well. And really, you can never have enough podcasts to listen to, can you? So I'm really, really looking forward to you listening to this, guys. So if you love it, please, please, please don't forget to take a snapshot as you're listening, share it to your Instagram stories, tag both myself at the Sam Norris and all the Property Jam guys in there and we can share it all over Instagram and get your name all over the worldwide web of Instagram and hopefully get you a couple more followers, which will be awesome. Don't forget also, if you haven't already, to subscribe to this podcast as well as like and review it. When you review it, it tells uh, iTunes or wherever you're listening that you like it. And it helps more people see the podcast or listen to the podcast, I should say, which really, really helps me spread as much value as I possibly can. So enough of me rambling. Here we go. I've been so, so excited to share this with you. Here is my collaboration with the Property Jam podcast.
1: This podcast is not meant to be informative or educational and has the potential to be completely irrelevant. This is Property Jam.
2: Hello. Hello and welcome to Property Jam where we talk about everything on the human side of property and we've got a special treat for you today. In this episode it's actually a joint episode with the Game of Loans podcast and we Yay. have the man himself Mr. Sam Norris. So Sam welcome to Property Jam and you're probably going to want to welcome us onto Game of Loans as well.
0: Yeah, well, well, welcome to the Game of Lanes podcast, guys. You, you've just done my job for me. It's brilliant.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. And you can have our music as well if you, if you really want.
0: Oh, I, I'll, be, I'll be overjoyed.
2: Be we do a great. remix. Yeah, absolutely.
3: Send you yeah. a job, mate. <laughs> So, so, Sam, why don't
2: you tell us a little bit about um, yourself? We'll start by interviewing you, and then you can interview, interview us a little bit later if you want to.
0: Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, my name's Sam. I've, um, I've had the unfortunate um, task of being a mortgage broker for 13 years now, Ooh. dealing, <laughs> with, uh, dealing with, with property investors um, and developers predominantly. Um, I've done a bit of developing myself. My dad's a builder. Uh, we're originally from North London, which is why I have this wonderful accent. Um, but recently moved to up to the West to Midlands happen. Thank you very very much um, Yeah recently moved up to the West Midlands Because that's where my uh, my wife's from And now I call everyone Bab
2: So uh, that's a little <laughs> bit about me Isn't that what you call A yeah a sandwich or a, or a Roll? No that's a, a that, that's, that's a cob That's a cob
0: And the other one, this was, this was a real strange one Was a forward roll is a gambol A what? what is, yeah what is that?
3: A gamble. A
0: gamble,
2: yeah. So you might, need to, you might need to demonstrate that.
0: I, I, I'm not sure that I have the physical fitness to achieve uh, such a task at the moment, if I'm honest <laughs> with you.
3: <laughs> so the Bab thing, that's, um, you're right, Bab. You're, you're right, right, Bab. Right bab. Yeah. yeah, how are you? Yeah. You're right there, Bab.
1: Oh, see, it sounds better with the accent. I, I yeah,
3: you need the accent.
1: I yeah, I couldn't make it out yeah. before that. Yeah. It became, it was
0: started off as a bit of a joke. I've been, been with my wife for five years and it started off like a bit of a joke. But it's now become so normal that I've been known <laughs> to call my clients BAB. I've called bosses in the past BAB. Um, yeah, lenders. I call lenders BAB all the time. Do you
3: know, that's going to guarantee your mortgage if you call your lender a BAB, right? Ab-
0: absolutely, yeah. Although it's quite okay. funny, my um, it, it's not actually as well used here as as, it, as uh, people think that it is. To the extent where my, my father-in-law used to work for Jaguar Land Rover, which is big in this area. And after about three or four years of working there, Um, he wasn't very well so somebody had to call his wife my mother-in-law to let him know let her know that his husband wasn't very well and probably need to call an ambulance and all that sort of stuff and uh, they called they called her Barbara because they thought that her name was Barbara because he kept saying all right bab on the phone whenever he was calling her.
3: <laughs> oh god that's classic i love it so much oh, amazing. Amazing.
0: who's barbara Cla- who's Caesar's barbara person is he Is he have a good affair call you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the wrong com- wife <laughs>
1: <laughs> it all comes out when they get sick doesn't it
3: <laughs> can i just say i wasn't expecting our collab to start off with this this is this is brilliant this is great <laughs> this is my, my joy.
0: My podcast is tangent centra- central. I've, yeah. I have a really rough idea of where I want it to go, and it usually goes in a completely different direction. And it seems to be working so far. So it's
3: okay. Yeah, it's the same with us, mate. A human side of property can take you down all sorts of alleyways. You had no exactly. idea how you got there. Yeah, even one's that. called Bab.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Bab Alley. <laughs>
3: well, I suppose we should ask you the uh, the big question. Are you ready? I hope, you've... I hope you're have in the zone for the question. It's is your moment, Sam. Okay, okay big, so we're going to ask breath. you... It was a big breath. Okay. We're going to ask you, what does the human side of property mean to Sam Norris discuss it
0: for me? And this has been, and I've lost clients because of this and I've gained clients because of this. It is just literally being my very weird self in every conversation that I have. I do videos on YouTube in Metallica t-shirts when I'm a mortgage broker. And I should of course be wearing a shirt suit and tie every single where I go. Um, Suit so, and tie suit and tie shirt and
3: tie uh, you know that,
0: and
2: tie
3: a and
0: tie that's just the style of tie um but and and for me the human side is literally that it's just being an actual human being rather than you know for me potentially being a human calculator on the end of a phone line and like i said some clients don't really like that they find me to be a bit too friendly but the ones that the ones that um the ones that, that don't what I work with and the relationship's better as a result of it. So not friendly in that regard, obviously. <laughs> you know, I'm not some obviously. sort of weird psychopath, but um Well I but, yeah. don't
3: know because you started this conversation by showing us your creepy cat tower in the background. So now <laughs> yeah. I've got images it's... of you like stroking your clients calling them babs. Far too <laughs> friendly.
2: <laughs> far, yeah. far, too friendly. Yeah, I don't yeah,
0: don't have any any cats at all. Just just a creepy massive cat tower. Um no, no wife, I just moved up here on my own to get away from things.
2: It's <laughs> you try calling like, people babs and thought, ah oh, better move. They call people babs. Yeah, <laughs> oh, you, you
1: found
0: me out, guys. That didn't take long. You're quite good detectives, you lot.
1: <laughs> oh, uh, but I, I, oh, I, I, yeah. I like that. I like that though because you just being yourself. Yeah. When have, when have you ever seen Richard Branson wearing a, sh- a, sh- a shooting tie? Yeah, a shooting tie. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: I, I mean, I think if he did wear it. A a s- it would be a shooting tie it would be a shooting tie, um, be shoot yeah. tie because it would, <laughs> it, would, it would
1: be a galactic shooting tie it would be, be a rooted um, shoot and tie
0: you know i am um, my 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 mom used to work for a company where she was quite the, the boss is there she was like a career person where she was there as a tea girl all the way up to basically being the pa to the to the ceo and um and he's a multi-millionaire really good friends with sting and all that sort of like he's He's a cool dude. And I remember as a kid going along um, after school to meet my mum from work and she was going to drive me home, going upstairs and Colin, who's the the, the boss, was in the boardroom. And and, uh, and he said, "Oh, my mum said, oh, Colin said to go up and say hello when you get here. So I went up, knocked on the boardroom door, opened the door. The boardroom's full of all these execs with suits and shooting ties on. And he was literally sitting there in a long sleeve black T-shirt and a pair of jeans. And I asked him about it afterwards and he just said, if you're good at what you do, does it really matter what you're wearing? You know, oh, this is me. I'm chilled out. I'm myself. And I did think to myself, "Well, you're in charge, so you can kind of wear what you want." But that—that that sort of—that was when it first started in my head. That just be yourself. You know, if yeah. you try and be somebody else, then ultimately the relationship that you're trying to build is that person believing that they're building a relationship with somebody else that they're not.
3: Absolutely, you get found out, don't you? It's like you're going to shoot yourself in your own foot. Yeah. Completely. Oh my god, I've just had a flashback. I haven't thought about this in years. I used to Uh-oh. work in the university sector and I remember being at this really important annual meeting and every single amazing guru and like every sort of senior professor from across the globe had flown in for this one meeting from agriculture and health. And they're all sat around this one table and they all went round and introduced themselves and they got to me. And I was just like the administrator sitting there taking the notes of the meeting. And I went into this life story Like I went into, you know, when you start and you're just going in deeper and deeper and deeper. I was going on about my dad being a London cab driver and how I'd gone through different jobs in my career and, you know, how I was really like I'd half done a PhD and all this. And you could see every single person around the table, their jaw was just getting progressively lower and lower and lower. Like, who is this chick and what's she banging on about? But you know what? When it came to the lunch buffet, they all wanted to talk to me. They didn't want to talk about health and agriculture because they were interested in my life.
1: They <laughs> wanted the Joe show.
3: <laughs> they wanted the Joe show. Oh, God, I cringe when I think back on it. Thanks, Dan. You just reminded me of that.
1: <laughs> no problem. Here to help.
0: <laughs> <It's me. laughs>
3: so you must have seen it all come on when it comes to nutters at the end of the phone and mortgages and loans and stuff.
0: The The thing that gets me, and I suppose I shouldn't be surprised after all these years of doing it, is the amount of people that, well, are, are quite naive, I think, to what they can and can't can, uh, cannot do, but also the people that are still trying to get away with things that they shouldn't do as well. Yeah. And, I mean, you know, it's not just because we're being recorded that I say this, I say it to their face. Anyone that's trying to do something dodgy... <laughs> they gone. It's not worth my job. You know, I can yeah. I can lose my ability to actually give advice by helping just one person do something very, very silly. So it just shocks me what people think that they can get away with and think they do. And the, the one, the big one recently is always the, um, oh, Sam, I, I, I'm, I'm going to follow, you know, the standard uh, buy, refurbish, refinance model, but I'm just going to, I'm just going to use a mortgage uh, and then, and then, you know, the one with no early repayment charges to buy it. And then, and then we'll just refinance down the line. Um, I'm like, no it's, that isn't how you do it um you know you're, you're going against the the the, the, the you know the, the agreement that you went into with this mortgage lender and i always say to them i've got clients that have some of them hundreds of properties and they use they do buy refurbish refinance they use bridging finance so what do you know as a, as a first-time investor that they don't because it, please tell me because i need to tell them all um yeah, you're missing a
1: trick somewhere they're, they're <laughs> obviously missing a trick
0: they're multi-millionaires but you know you've stumbled across something miraculous um but it's that, that that's what that's what i always get is uh it's just the, the the ability of, of some investors just to, to completely not understand you know what, what they're trying to do and then not make and then not take the advice as well which is probably one of the most frustrating parts of my job
2: they go somewhere else at that point, don't they? Yeah, um, yeah, uh, quite
0: possibly. But I'm okay with that. Actually, um, I feel like I've been doing this long enough that I'm in quite a fortuitous position where I can work with people. Like we were saying before, that actually like working with me, and I like working with them, and we can have a bit of a laugh. You know, I've just got off the phone to a client just before we started recording this, who said, um, "I can't wait for lockdown to be over so I can buy you a pint, Sam." That's that's the relationship that I want. Um, mm-hmm. You know, not not the not the alternative. So. Yeah, if, if it doesn't work, it's not something that I tend to lose sleep about. I like to be, work with people that I can work with, not people that are going to be fighting against me all the time.
2: Yeah.
3: Do, do you feel like sometimes you get shot as the messenger? Because really, you are the go-between between the client and the lender you often get that whole kind of like well what do you mean can't you just sort me out the mortgage I'm after because it suits me and then they end up having a go at you when it's actually the lenders terms and conditions right like you're like I'm just telling you what they say like don't shoot me <laughs> do
0: you know one of my clients said to me literally last week they said Sam I don't think you could lie if you wanted to um, because I am I'm honest to appoint my clients to, to a fault um, and that actually really does stand me in good state with that because you're right, us brokers, we are the messengers a lot of the time. And and the way that I say it is at the beginning of a transaction, yeah, our, our job is to find you the best finance, whether that's a bridging loan, whether that's a commercial mortgage, whether it's a standard mortgage, whatever it is. But we then take on the role of project manager um, throughout that transaction and we're putting the strings. So, you know, chances are if there's good news, it's going to come from us. If it's bad news, it's going to come from us. The, the trick is that it comes from us in a really quick you know fashion and the communication lines are always open and and yeah you know I'm I'm all the time it's like oh for god's sake you know this is taking so long um well mr client the reason it's taking so long is because I asked you for a document three months ago and you haven't given it to me yet whose fault is that um (laughs) you know so I, I don't necessarily say those exact words to a client. But um, I'd love
3: it if you did so much.
0: I did have a client recently who um, I had to, so what I did was they couldn't figure out how to get their um, their tax calculation from the HMRC uh, Mm -hmm. thing. So I recorded them a video on Zoom where I shared my screen and showed them how to do it. Um, But that took them three, it took us three weeks back and forth getting to that point. Um, And I was getting their agent sending me messages, you know, why is this taking so long? And I mean, look, I protected my client in that instance. And I just said, oh, the lenders has taken a while. You know, we've got issues, people being furloughed, blah, blah, blah. Um, but the reality is just my client couldn't figure out how to get the, 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 uh, the document that we needed. Uh, and that was that. But these are the weird things that you just got to put up with as a broker. You just got to figure out ways around it.
2: it seems like you're like a toolkit. This is how to do this. This is how to do that. And you've already created it yeah i
0: mean it's is at least i can show that to the next person uh next next time i do it but i tend to do that that sort of stuff all the time and i think as you as you you accumulate clients and, and experiences and, and do various different types of things that you do um you can create things to send to clients to make life easier you know i have a document a pdf that i send to clients which is that this is an intro into, you know, this type of finance. These are the kinds of things that we need to be aware of. And these are the kind of documents that we need to prepare. But I wouldn't know that that was a good thing to have until a cl- I, you know, I had to do that for a client once because they really weren't getting it. So I just put that together because I thought it was helpful. They said it was great. And I thought, ah, I can send this out to everyone now. So, you know, it's a work in progress and you just you just keep, uh, keep trying new things out and, and creating new things to, to help clients out with
1: oh you're a lovely broker you're a good broker <laughs> uh, I, do, I, I try i try um I, so I, I, <laughs> your, t- your tagline should be the the friendly broker uh <laughs> well uh, another
0: another broker who i think you know um his his tagline for me is the broker with the hair he's actually looking relatively chilled today um sometimes it's you know it's, it's, it's up like sort of uh what was his name johnny bravo back in the day <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. Well, not, yeah. now you're going back in time and we all remember it
3: yeah you did actually apologize for your hair the moment you got on the podcast
0: <laughs> i know I, I, it's um so this is quite funny actually so the other day um my uh i was sitting with me and my wife sitting in bed and i just said i just I got just random thought come into my head and i just went. Do you know what? I think I might just shave shave my hair off and do one of those kind of you know lockdown haircuts yeah she to say she went ballistic is one of the biggest understatements ever. I mean we were still chatting about it about forty minutes later <laughs> basically That's a whole
2: episode of property jam
0: uh, <laughs> yeah,
3: in and of itself
0: in and of
1: itself, nice thank she, you Joe.
0: The, the the D word was mentioned. You know, oh. I, I, I was like, but I looked at her like, "Are you joking?" She, 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 she wasn't. Uh, wow. So, so well, you know she she don't have it.
2: Yeah, you know what she married you for? Yeah, the hair. The hair, The hair and the cat hair. tower.
3: It's
1: well, a good job you've got it. It's a good job you've got quite a, a good strong head of hair then that you're not going to end up going bald because if you go bald later in life, then you know I don't want to be yeah, the I one know. to break it to you, but... <laughs> oh, she'll be off.
0: Yeah,
2: absolutely. I, yeah, I'm, I'm comfortable with that. I want what's best for her, you know. I love she'll it. be off yeah. to find the, ne- the next best mullet in town.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's I'm starting like Harry to get Breaker. that way. Oh, it? I it's can all, see.
3: It's coming yeah. out the back. It's got um, a little DA going on at the back. Yeah, I know. I'm, not sh-
0: not, I'm, I'm, I'm running out of ideas. I'm not sure how to tame it. And especially with this heat, it's... Um, yeah, it's not not great. Put a
1: heads, but... put a headset on. It's worked wonders for me.
0: Yeah, I,
2: might I normally those, look uh, I normally look, look like Bethel Albert Einstein. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I have the hat. Ah, oh, uh, quite well. Perfect. Yeah. Keep, keeps the bold spot in in check.
0: Yeah. I might go for the, like, the reed boy look and get a snapback or whatever they call them. Yeah, oh, yeah,
3: do that. There you go. Well, you've got little headband here, because this, ah. this hides a multitude of sins as well, because I couldn't bother yeah. to blow drama fringe this morning. Slick it back with a band. No dramas. Done. Perfect.
0: I mean, I You're going to s- end up
3: looking like this, though, Sam, by the end of lockdown. You wait, mate. This is what this is the future right here.
0: When, when, when Emily and I got married, um, my,
3: my oh. hair was that long. You should, uh, really?
1: no wonder she doesn't want you to get rid of it then. Wow, yeah.
0: she
3: likes hair,
0: didn't she? Oh she, she loves it. And you know, the, the the thought the thought of me shaving my beard <laughs> off, uh, she I <laughs> will about that conversation as well, did
1: not go well. So um yeah, this is me. So, forever so you're just gonna become uh, hairier and hairier, basically. Basically I'm gonna
0: look like Robin Williams when he came out of the jungle in Jumanji. That's that's the that's the look I'm going for. <laughs>
3: do it oh, that's a good look
0: that's amazing. great amazing yeah one of his better ones
3: <laughs> are you loyal to a hairdresser like Niall is because half of Niall's um, reason for not cutting his hair is because he literally can't cheat on his hairdresser or his barber are you the same
0: no but you're about to open another can of worms because here we go so yeah. I have a weird phobia of getting my hair cut No, um, oh. like I is, get... there a, is
2: there a name for that <sighs>
1: I bet you
0: I bet
2: you there is I was literally going to google but
1: carry on I wasn't
0: I I wouldn't I I don't think it reaches the point of being a genuine phobia but I put off getting my haircut you know I'll find any excuse not to get my haircut and to the point where for years and years and years um I went to my mum's hairdresser
3: (laughs) so so good
0: literally up until about I we're probably talking like five years ago. So oh, I'm until i moved to the Midlands. Now. No, I only moved to the Midlands in October. But this was <laughs> this was one of the stresses of doing that. Like, oh, my God, I've got to find a new person to to cut my hair. And it was quite a, a – there was a lot of research that went involved. Um, I downloaded an app that did, gave reviews and everything. And I picked out this Turkish barber's near me. And I turned up and I was – I have to go, I have to go like really early in the morning, so that I prefer to be the only person there if I can. So it will be like going to the gym early when like no one else is there. That's, yep,
3: that's got uh, it. yeah, got it. Totally get you. Yep.
0: So I got there. Um, and I'm a bit of a geek. So I turned up, sat in the chair. Behind me was a graffiti sort of memorial of the Avengers. And I was like, yeah, this is this, this is the barbers for me. And yep. then I'm also a, a massive rugby nut. And the TV was playing rugby highlights, and I was like, this is a wow. sign, and I haven't moved since. I've been been to him three times, which is which is pretty amazing, and pretty much before lockdown, month on month as well. So, um, yeah, he's uh, he's
2: a good well. I, I've uh, done, done the mm-hmm. research, and you have tonsiophobia.
0: Oh uh, yes, that's it. Yeah, definitely tonsiophobia. Tonsiophobia.
2: Tonsurephobia. T O N S U R E. Yeah, tonsiophobia. Tonsiophobia. Yeah. There we go. Never but but, 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 but by,
0: you know, my new mate, Coz, has, has sorted me out. So I don't fear going there anymore um, oh. because he does a really good job usually. Obviously, you wouldn't be able to tell because of the state of this barnet at the moment, oh which is ironically God. where I'm from originally. Um,
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, so, uh, oh segway,
3: social, segway. Media, social media campaign in my brain.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the broker from Barnet who hates getting his barnet cut. That's, uh, that, that's oh me.
3: Oh, the Broker oh, and his
0: Barnet,
3: yeah? Yeah. Oh, and I support
0: Barnet Football Club. That's that's the team that I support as there well. There you
3: go. So, so it's all connected. It's all about the hair. I wasn't expecting this podcast to be about Bab and hair. i would be was honest, ne-
1: ne- neither was I, but... But here we are. <laughs> but we, we don't. Our, our podcast sessions tend to go where we don't expect them to go nine times out of ten. Anyway, so as long as it's yeah, irrelevant, so that's absolutely fine. Completely irrelevant. Right. Exactly what we're looking for. <laughs> as,
0: long as, as long as it's entertaining and people get to run out of it, that's the
3: main. Absolutely, main thing. especially so, during this difficult time. And also, yeah. people are going to be really empathising with your hair situation. So I think i You know, round of applause for your honesty loved
0: it thank you that, that really does mean a lot so thank you guys <laughs>
2: <laughs> you're, you're, you're we welcome you. you're very welcome we got your back we got your back and um so some, well, someone's going to be sensible to bring us back to uh, why oh, we're here yes okay fair <laughs>
3: enough um,
2: but uh, yeah w- whenever our guests come on uh we ask them to prepare a question for us um it's actually quite a good opportunity to turn the tables um, mm-hmm. and maybe go game of loans yeah, I, you
0: know, I, had a, I always have loads that sort of pop up into, into my head, but the one, this might be a bore, boring one, but it's genuinely the one that I, I get, I, I like to ask my clients, um, which is what got you into property in the first place? What was that thing that went, that's, that's for me, that's what I, I need to be doing? So I'd love to hear what you guys are going to say, say about that, because this is what I ask all my clients.
2: We've got an episode mm. on that.
3: Yeah, go back and listen to episode. You go back um, and <laughs> uh, two listen
2: to this. Uh, please go back and listen to so <laughs> But in Precy <laughs> <laughs> sorry guys. No, I love it. That's, okay. That's a Good
3: question. It's a good question. Saves so going into the archives. Hmm.
2: It does, which we're going to do shortly. Anyway. At really? least at least uh, we've not done what Susanna Cole did and Breaking to a Sweat when we went to uh, episode roulette and we thought we, she, she was going to be tested on the content of every single, all 35 episodes uh, prior <laughs> to hers. Uh, so, I can only imagine.
0: I might push Breaking into a Sweat because this room so hot, but um, oh, hopefully we no, won't be Sweaty that. and airy. this
3: is I've not got, good. I've got, I've, got, I've
1: got my little fan going on here, keeping me cool.
2: Oh. Just, oh. just wait until uh, smell o becomes the next thing
3: yeah
0: <coughs> yeah we don't we, we don't want that just just
2: we're just we're just ears only for this yeah
3: definitely <laughs> thank god <laughs>
2: why don't we go to ladies first joe what uh what got you into property
3: oh okay oh, no, um, no, what was the
2: question it wasn't quite that was it
0: it was it was what what okay we can we can make mix it up a little bit so what okay. we, can you remember the moment that you realized that property was 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 gonna become oh, a that's,
3: easy. oh that's easy the moment i realized was when i went to a, a two-hour seminar in Canary Wharf um and I literally went along I I don't know if this is actually a joke or not now no for real (laughs) but I've seen an advert in the newspaper and thought oh you know property investing because I thought this was what was going to get me on the housing and I just thought I could buy a flat in London because I thought that's what investing was right yeah Um, and then when I went along and there was this guy just talking about how he'd sort of built up a portfolio of Milton Keynes from nothing and I was like oh my god and it was all like all these light bulbs went off because I had never even thought about property I didn't think it was possible for me no experience had no money to start with and i was like and then he just really really started that thought process and then i kind of just took the education further now I bloody teach it mm-hmm. It's mad. amazing yeah 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 it's great
0: i think you so, get a so, so many people start doing doing that and um i think you can a lot i think property education is quite a bad rep but Doesn't actually if mm. you do it if you do it properly and you find the right person then yeah. Yeah. it's it's invaluable isn't it exactly yeah, good people yeah. attract
3: good people there's no and there's so many rogues out there in fact we've just recorded something around that and just just before this but um yeah i mean it was just it made sense you know i trusted them they were absolutely fantastic i was really inspired and it solved all of my financial problems as well i was like great do it I think right?
2: gonna, yeah, yeah. I, I think you're gonna see a common thread um, <laughs> in, in the answers here uh, because we may or may not have met on this on said property training uh a yes. long time ago <laughs> wow <laughs> So, well, so well, my, alumni, alumni. Alumni, <laughs> yes. But uh, yeah, my story is very similar. It was um, this time it was a lady, in fact, it was a lady that um, owns that organization, and she was doing a presentation at a conference. At the time, I was growing a music school business, and the aim was to um, you know, get that working. I had lots of personal reasons why I needed cash and cash quick. And uh, my, my thought was I'm going to grow my music school business, I'm going to take on loads of teachers, and I'm going to make loads of money. Um, and then very quickly realized that that was probably a, a scale that you know, I've had scaling issues and that would have been a, a bit of a mammoth. Um, but I went to a conference to find out how to grow business, all that kind of stuff. And as well as things like marketing and social media and all of that, there was a, a lady talking about property investing. As a potential wealth creator. Can you stop day.
3: saying a lady? It's really elusive. Just a say Jill lady. Fielding.
2: Jill <laughs> Fielding. She was amazing. coming lady. on the podcast. She, yeah, exactly. Sorry. She's <laughs> going to be on the podcast. Mysterious a a woman. Mysterious <laughs> woman called Jill. Who, uh, watch out for the episode coming up very shortly. Jill Fielding, uh, spoke Secret about lady. property investing, and she's, uh, I think, probably the got the, the longest history of being an investor in the UK and investing yeah. successfully. Um, but also because she's probably the first one that started um, showing other people how to do it and using mortgages effectively and all this kind of stuff back in the 90s. So um, I uh, mean you yeah. You could I'm, get a mortgage just by basically spitting on the bottom of a bit of paper. Yeah. Totally. yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's when a mortgage used to be the same as a bounce back loan. Your self yeah. oh God. Yeah.
3: interestingly enough Jill fielding also has an excellent head of hair i'm just inserting that in there continue and
2: <laughs> um so yeah so uh, she was talking about property investing probably said very similar things to what um your south african friends told you in uh canary wharf joe um oh, yes. <laughs> about shout uh, out uh, to vince. Whoop, whoop. vince yeah uh leverage <laughs> Um, and using mortgages to leverage because uh, I knew the property was going to be a really good thing but I always thought I was going to be a musician first make loads of money in music and then invest it into property where actually uh, that was the moment I was like oh shit, I've been doing the wrong thing for the last 10 years I should have been doing property first for 10 years then I could have done music for 10 years um, (laughs) and not worry about the money with the music so um, yeah, that's my realisation now is that I'm I'm catching up I'm doing 10 years of property then I might do some 10 years of music Mm. Um, again, actually I probably won't start property I'll just go keep going why would you stop
0: yeah exactly i i get a lot of, I, I speak to a lot of clients and um i always ask them about apart apart from sort of what what made them start thinking about getting into property because <clears throat> most clients come to me when they're in transition so they're either getting into property to start with or they're going from you know standard buy to into hmo or they're going from you know single unit refurbs into ground up developments or stuff like that and i always ask them you know about what what are they what do they actually want to achieve out of it um because i think there's a clear distinction between the likes of a somebody that does it on the side because it might be something that helps build another business so that might be for you matt building up you know your your, your music business um all those that are real like career property people um, and i think there's always a for me it's important to make a clear distinction between the two because it actually changes the way that I interact with them ever so slightly because if they don't like property but they're just doing it to get by and doing it to build a portfolio I don't tend to become my usual excitable self when we start talking about property related stuff I, I I talk more about whatever else they're, they're they're into and finding out about their businesses and stuff which actually is, is, is fascinating my job is really really interesting but it's good to make that distinction I, I think because I think too many people just get into property and think, um, oh, I'm going to make a career out of it. But actually, it's not for everyone. It doesn't mean 100%. that it can't be a really good way of you making money. If you but if you hate it, just outsource everything. You know. Totally. Um, I
3: always say that there's two kinds of investor. You've got the one who actually wants to be a property investor and then you want who wants it to facilitate the lifestyle that they choose. Absolutely. And that might be starting a business and <clears throat> sort of thing. Do you know what I've realized that before we'd now tell his story? You know what you are? You're uh-huh. a hairdresser. Because hairdressers all these conversations, it's that you're doing, you know, it's all like where you go on holiday this year now. You're doing that. How do you get into
0: Genuinely yes. facing, right, my, my biggest fear. I, being a hairdresser, I think, would be, oh, I can't imagine. You're manifesting anything.
3: what you fear, mate. You're manifesting what you fear.
0: I know, I know. Oh, yeah. I, can't, I, I even have to have safety scissors in my uh, kitchen just oh, to have a safe side, you know. You know. I mean, that, that was a genuine joke. Don't worry, Joe. I do have, <laughs> I do have man, man scissors in my house. Manly, manly scissors, manly scissors. Yeah. But, you know, they make a really crisp sound, you know. They're not, they're, they're
2: the, man, the man scissors, they're the, the garden shears, aren't they? Where you can go oh, like, and yeah, chop a tree yeah. down with... Yeah, of course. Yeah, absolutely. you can, so can take can I your garden... Yeah, yeah. You take your garden shears and you're chopping up onions, aren't you?
3: yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's masculine, that is so masculine. Talking mm-hmm.
1: of masculine, Niall, how did you walk what, what, what well, up? Well, thank you, Joe, for that segue. Thank Just you. <laughs> <that> segue <there. laughs> um, well, funny story actually, um, completely different to these two. I started a training course and it uh, was <laughs> <laughs> by a lady, by, run by a lady called Jill Fielding. Uh, <laughs> so, I think for, for me, it was it was um. I changed jobs pretty much every couple of years up until the point that I started investing in property. Um, and I did so many random different things. So I worked on a dairy farm. Uh, I worked, I tried to, to become a distributor for Avon magazines or Avon, whatever. That's, that's Avon news ma- to me. Yeah, I ah. did that. I, well, I, I, I did
2: not I, know that.
1: I did that. So far It lasted about, it lasted only, it only lasted a couple of days. Don't get too excited. <laughs> So um, I was sold on. on the fact that you know I could could make money on Avon. So I delivered all the the booklets or la- yeah booklets to all my neighbors. I only did one street. Um, You're an and Avon lady. I'm an Avon lady. And then I was supposed to go back a couple of days later collect the magazines with all the orders that they had put in. Um, and when I went back down this one street that I lived on by the way. So there was about a dozen houses and not one of them had filled in the order form and I thought well this is not going to work and I gave up at that point. Sounds <laughs> that like you was, made the correct decision. That was, that was my career as a Avon lady. Um, I, I worked in pubs, worked in hotels, oh my
3: God, I'm
1: howling. I worked as, a, worked as a landscape gardener, uh, did loads and loads of different things but I no, uh, worked in finance um, and nothing ever really stuck. So every couple of years, I would be looking for the next thing to do because I knew that I didn't want to be—I uh, didn't want to be working for anybody else. But I never could figure out what it was that I wanted to do. Um, so then I started the the property training uh, at roughly the same time as these two. Well, around the same time as Matt, probably a little bit later than Joe. Um, and uh, it was when I quit my day job, and I didn't want to quit property. So I stopped working in in the office um, and I wanted to carry on in property stuff. That's when I realized, oh, actually, this is the first thing that I've ever done that I don't want to stop doing. I'm quite happy mm. to give it another shot. Okay. So rather than sticking at it for just a year or two, <laughs> we're at five, six years down the line and I'm still more, five. five years, five years down the line oh. and I'm, I'm looking to continue at it. So that's when I realized property investing was for me.
0: Yeah, oh, that's Do you know what Joe you, mentioned earlier on about uh, things bringing memories back to so you? You've just brought a really horrible memory back to me. Of, of, uh, early, uh, Are early, you an early Avon days. lady too? No, no but I, it, it's, a, it's, not a, it's not a dissimilar story, to be honest with you. Oh, I, um,
3: so I, I, um,
0: I got my initial broker training from uh, Fox Estate Agents uh, and Alexander. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, yeah, back in the day, just before they the trade uh, people just yeah do you know what and I'll say this um I didn't particularly like working there but the training was insanely brilliant it's good on it really is good Uh, I can never fault them for that but um but effectively, I was, I was going through the training, and then suddenly it was like, oh, we, we've got this thing called the credit crunch now, um, so it's going to be really difficult for you to actually do your job. So I decided that I wasn't going to get the promotion that I needed into being able to give full-on face-to-face advice. So I um, went off, did my, finished off my exams, and then literally I walked into um, an estate agent in Barnet uh, where, where I grew up, and said... Um, hi, do you have anyone that, that sits in your office and does mortgages? And they said, actually, we've got an IFA downstairs. Um, so I went downstairs and I said, hi, I hear you're an IFA. Um, I'm a mortgage broker and I'd like to do your mortgages. Um, give me 50% of everything you do. Give me that desk and I'll be here every day of the week. And that's what I did. And um, so very ballsy. And that's that's the Foxen's effect. It makes you very ballsy. Um, it. And, um, and I struggled really badly because uh, I didn't know what I was doing. And um, I... Came to a point where I tried everything, and my final, my after about sort of two months in the job, um, I thought I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to go around. I'm going to walk around Barnet, and Barnet is the biggest borough in London, by the way. Um, I'm going to walk around as much of Barnet as I possibly can, and I'm, I printed out letters that had the IFA at the top and it said, you know, dear homeowner, um, blah 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 blah. I'm your new neighbourhood mortgage broker. Um, I see, and I only posted them in houses that had a sale sign outside. I see you, you're selling and you're moving. Um, I'd love to speak to you about your onward mortgage. Give us a shout. And I spent a whole day from six o'clock in the morning to about eight o'clock at night walking round Barnet. It was peeing down with rain. I don't know if I'm allowed to swear on this. Oh, uh, you can in. go for it, it. Go for it. It he was shitting it down the rain. And, <laughs> um, and, um, and I just remember finishing off and being so miserable. However, of the 400 letters that I delivered that day, I got one person call me um, and I won't say what her name is. Her name was uh, I remember her name. I can see her in my fa- in my head clearly. And she said, yes, I'm, I'm, a, I'm um, I, I don't actually I live with my parents and we're moving, but I'm going to buy my own place. Can you help me? And she was my first ever client.
1: Amazing. Wow. Yeah. So
0: leaflet Aww. dropping, letter dropping does work. Letter dropping does work. As long as you're willing to do it for about 12 hours, get absolutely sodding wet um, and uh, pretty much ca- catch the flu as a result. Um, One in
3: 400 chance. There you
0: that's go. How, that's how you do it.
3: That's how you do it.
0: But do you know what? Off the back of that, um, she was like, you know, she was my client. She was my only person that I needed to Aww. speak to on a daily basis. So I went and visited her. She works at a local council office. Um, and... <laughs> I very quickly realised that she could not get a mortgage. There was no chance in hell she was getting a mortgage anytime soon. Um, but I set her out a six-month plan, savings, getting rid of debt, all this kind of stuff. And I spent so much time helping her out that she literally referred me to about twenty people in her council. Oh, there you room, go. Um, And they were my actual first transactions. And do you know what? It was so I was so happy. About seven or eight months later, when we actually she bought her flat. And it was above a bakery. Oh. I always remember it was above a bakery, so it's bloody hard to get a mortgage. Mm. Um, yeah. But we did it. And that was how I got sort of my first probably 20 ish clients was just off the back of this lovely lady called Helen. Um, so no idea what she's doing now. Um, at some point, we lost contact.
2: Um, Could be my auntie. My auntie is called Helen and lives in Barnet. Oh,
3: in a no. bakery? Did, above
2: a bakery? Above no, a bakery? Did she work in the council? Above a bakery? No, no and she's probably, by the sound of it, if she's living with her parents when you were brokering doesn't quite add up
3: mm. oh, okay yeah. Yeah, yeah
2: time-wise yeah it's but but, um,
3: proper the human side of property i love that story, definitely
2: mm. well, i don't I, think we're gonna have
3: time for episode roulette so should we end on sam's podcast thing
2: yeah well i thought we finished we'll start with property jam finish with game of loans yeah so, how, yeah how would you normally finish sam
0: well, I mean, obviously, um, we've, all, we've all discovered a lot about ourselves um, yes. d- during, during lockdown, and more particularly on this, on this podcast episode. I seems. feel we have. Um, but um, but I, one thing I've discovered about myself, and I think I've known it for a long, long time, but I, it's only really come to the point where I've admitted it um, recently, is I'm probably the world's biggest chocoholic. <laughs> and I, sh- I actually struggle with withdrawal i didn't eat any chocolate yesterday and i woke up this morning thinking of chocolate it's, it's quite it's quite worrying um so yeah i've got lots of mental health issues can't go to the garden <laughs> have to have to eat chocolate i mean yeah i'm, I'm in all, i'm in bits um but I, I i i i change chocolate that i love from a from a day-to-day basis but i'm always keen to know who my guests and on this occasion you guys what your favorite chocolate is
2: ladies first
3: Okay, well, I was going to tell you one answer, but actually I've changed it because I'm like you. I'm a bit of a, I don't get wedded to chocolate and it goes where my mood goes. But that's why I like this particular chocolate, which is Revels. And the reason I like Revels is because you never know what you're going to get. And it's like chocolate roulette. So you go in, I love the little minstrel-shaped ones, and then the coffee one, I'm like, literally... I was going to say wanking over it, because that's my language. I will literally <laughs> wank over it, right? But then if I get an orange one, I could literally lob it against a wall. It makes me so angry, but it's worth are the, it. Good are one. the orange
0: ones, are they the ones that are quite hard? By the,
3: yeah, the so you can ones? tell... No, so, okay, the caramel ones, you can tell. You can tell the raisin one, because it's quite mm-hmm. oval-shaped. You can tell the Malteser one, because it's the larger one. You can tell... But the orange and the the cho- the orange and the coffee are exactly the same size, so you can't tell. So it, uh, that is where it's Russian roulette. See, so call, I like both of those,
1: so I'd be fine. Oh, right. Be spent fine. Way, much too, way too much time thinking about this, Jo.
3: Yeah, well... It's a th- well Listen well, to be honest, it
0: sounds like she didn't really need to. That information was just readily available. Her brain <laughs> yeah. new, <right>. yeah. <laughs> given, the, given the option of chocolate, what am I, what am I going for? Boom. Boom,
3: in, done. It in would it. have been a dime bar. My other answer would have been a dime bar because oh. I bit...
2: no. can't have more than one. I like,
0: no, I like sorry, the, new, the new dairy milks that have bits of dime bar in them.
3: They are, oh no, my god, at the start with caramel twix that's just come out. Oh my god, let's Haven't go back to wanking. That'll make you wank. That a, is see, awesome. This is why I ask this question
0: at the end of the podcast because it gets people so excited. It's great. <laughs> and gives you it's
3: new okay.
2: chocolate ideas.
3: Oh, yeah. Totally. <laughs> right, That's what it really is. This is your
2: fixation. Yeah, you yeah. got it. It's the chocolate fetish which is coming out. It's like, oh, I'm going to go buy. Mm, mm.
0: Yeah. Well, uh, actually, I got off. Um, I, I had a guy called Ben Richards on my podcast not so long ago, and we, we got into quite a deep discussion about chocolate because we also were discussing the idea of chocolate in the fridge versus in the cupboard in terms of oh, what about in the freezer? storage not in the freezer you uh, yes
3: or... in the freezer yes oh, in the freezer jo, all chocolate me goes me in the freezer destined
0: to be lifelong friends <laughs> ruined
3: it. right freezer um, every time
0: no way but we but we we decided that we both it was cupboards for both of us and um, not only did, uh, so we, we finished off and I put a little story on my Instagram saying just finished off with Ben, it's amazing. And he was like, yeah, I love the chocolate chat. And I literally, I, I literally finished the podcast. I got in my car, <laughs> I drove to a local <laughs> shop and because it was a £3.50 minimum on the card and I didn't have any cash, I was she forced didn't. to buy four £1, like different dairy milk flavours. And one of them was dime. And I actually, I like, fanned them out and, and took a picture and Ben replied with a link to a story, which was Cadbury's coming out and saying that their chocolate should be consumed at room temperature, which is great for me because it meant I was right. And I love being told I'm right. <laughs> so there you go. I disagree.
3: No, you had me right up until that last statement and then you just lost oh, me, right? It's all over.
0: It's all it's over. Game.
3: It's game of loans over. Game. Oh. game over of loans. Game over of loans. There we go. There we go. Yeah,
0: sorry, it's <laughs> on their minds. Yeah.
3: <laughs> right, Matt Now, what are your chocolates? Come on.
2: So uh, the answer for me is just dark. Anything which is dark yes. and, and, and devious. Um, so my, my favourite is probably... <laughs> devious, devious chocolate. Devious, not deviant. <laughs> um, <laughs> so my favourite is probably green and black, 70%. Yes, any more than 70%. I think it gets a bit too bitter. Yeah, that, that's when it gets deviant. That's when it gets deviant. I really like the new um,
0: dark milk that uh, Cadbury's have brought out it yeah, was no it's a so
3: galaxy good. galaxy dark with hazelnut mm. yes oh, it's making it makes me a very happy mm. chicken yes
0: N- nuts <sighs> in chocolate are.
3: oh yes oh let's much. do a high five on that yes <sighs> awesome oh definitely you're back in my I've, good books you're back in my good books
1: I'm so glad you said that because um I'm, I'm quite limited with my chocolate and I'm I, I'm I'm sorry Sam Don't hit me forever, but I'm not actually a huge fan of chocolate. It's okay more for me. So, well exactly, it's all all the more for you to have. I'm okay with that. And I can't, uh, I'm I'm vegan, so I'm limited to what I can eat, but the Eat Natural bars, which has dark chocolate in them Mm. are amazing. Okay. Oh, they're um, the ones
2: with dark chocolate and ginger.
1: Yeah, dark chocolate and ginger. In- oh, yeah. They are good. Yeah, they are they're, good. Just, they're very, very good. Very good. Joe okay.
0: we're, we're so fortunate nowadays with the choice of chocolate that we have. In the, you know, back in mm-hmm. the day, it, it, it wasn't really that great. It was, you know, Mars bar, Twix. You know, maybe a boost if you were lucky.
1: Curly Wurly at Christmas.
0: Curly oh, Wurly, Curly Wurly. Curly Wurly See, at Christmas. Not the biggest yeah. fan of Curly Wurly's, you know. Because it's too it's, it's too hard for me. I like soft soft chocolate. Well, when oh, I was...
3: again, we're going to fall out, Sam, because I like a really hard chocolate, which is why I like the dime bar, because you get the crunch and the resistance. I do, yeah, I
0: do like that though. Uh, this um, this look, is why you stick
3: it in the freezer to make it as nah. hard as possible. You see?
0: <laughs> no, showing, showing my right, age here.
2: Guys, guys, guys! I think I'm going to have to call <laughs> this to order oh, now, Grandad, because like like seriously, we're putting it handy having this having stuff here. in the freezer. It is handy yeah. You know, you know we like floppy curly whirlies. Um, so seven seconds of
0: property chat on this
2: episode <laughs> <laughs> uh, We've got seven seconds to go um, So I'm, I'm going to wrap it up there and say uh, It's a goodbye from me
3: It's a curly-whirly goodbye from me
1: It's a goodbye from me And it's a game alone's goodbye from me yeah.
0: you have it another one bites the dust as they say but let me ask you a quick question did you enjoy this episode if so please do subscribe to the podcast as well as rating and reviewing it this really does help me get my podcast out to more people and I'll be eternally grateful as well as this are you in property and wondering what to do at the moment well if that's the case I've set up a fantastic new Facebook group called social media for property investors check out the link in the show notes below and join us where we will discuss all the things that you need to know to smash it on
1: social media. See you later.